Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio, simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness field broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UGR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory and like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. Your name, 
Zion is by Urban Glory Music Association member, recording artist Terry Remsen. For more information on Terry and how to purchase her music, go to www.terryremsonmusic.org. That's www.terryremsonmusic.org. Epic Night is coming. February 2017, a night of celebration, glory, and excellence. Catered with delicious food, glorious music, entertainment provided by Urban Glory's own Music and Arts Association, and inspirational words in recognition of our founder, Reverend LaVon Breland, and various members of the support team of Urban Glory Campaigns. For more information, call 202-630-4UGC. That's 202-630-4842. Or visit www.urbanglory.com. UrbanGloryCampaigns.web.com. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. Well, it's another opportunity to study the Word of God systematically. I am excited of being here to share with you the Word of God. We are concluding our series on. The Revelator, part three. And I believe that we have learned a lot and have a lot of information to cover. So by the grace of God, we're going to go through this word systematically, take out your notebook, um, and and also listen to the other broadcast. You can go on um, on our website that has this um, this teaching and get the uh, downloads absolutely free. And go with me. Sometimes I go pretty fast because of time constraints. But we can always meet um, eye to eye by you going back to over the teaching and listening to it so you can get as much as you can out of it. Sometimes I even go back and listen to it to make certain that I got everything that the Holy Spirit revealed because some of it is absolutely strictly, strictly from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, let's not delay any longer. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word um, that gives me confidence to get clear articulation by the Holy Spirit and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now, let's, let me make certain that the sound is coming across clearly before I get started. Hallelujah. All right, they're telling me something, so I got to fix it. Is that better now? Okay, one second, please, y'all. I I really appreciate it, but I want to make certain that I can be heard clearly. All right, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 
Okay, okay. All right, well, we're going to go with this sound, and prayerfully we'll be able to be heard clearly. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen again. Amen. We house within our mortal flesh the spirit of the living God. We are created. We are characterized and connected to God's heartbeat. And therefore, we are capable of fathomless insights on what was and what is and what is to come. This is the level that we attain in life that thrives solely off of revelation. And it's about time we seize the moment and capture revelations that God will set for the pace and the road ahead. And it is this motivation that I embark upon this study. We've talked about awakening the power of revelation knowledge and advancing our um, understanding of God's word through our revelation capacity. And in today's lesson, we want to talk about awakening a word-ruled reality, a word-ruled reality. I'm often amazed at the power and the transforming power of Scripture. You know, it is the power of God. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. But not only was it with God, it was God. So God's Word contains the force of creation, the force of faith, the force of his nature, all all embedded in, in him. And when we take upon the, the privilege of get, gaining insight and awareness and access to the advantages of having his word as a catalyst in our heart, what is a catalyst? A, a, a mechanism that brings about a, a, a spark, an innovation. You know, when we have that in our heart, we, we then advance in life. Nobody can give you the spark, though, but God. And it's, and it's amazing to me that God gives us the spark. I mean, he gives us the spark. Once we just set a, set a, a, little, uh, a, a, little, a little pace to try to find out what God has for us. And so we, we discussed a lot of information. Our foundational passages were found in Deuteronomy 29, 29, and 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. We learn, first of all, how God speaks. I gave that as a bonus in the first lesson, that God speaks through the Scripture, 1 Timothy three sixteen through 17, that he speaks through seasoned saints, Romans 12, 6 through 8, that he speaks through situations, Psalms 119, 67 through 68, and then he speaks through the Holy Spirit, his speaking Holy Spirit, John 14, 26, and then... Um, he speaks through signs and wonders, Psalms 19, 1 through 2. Those are the ways God introduces himself. And all of those ways are revealed in the word. The word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. But we need to understand that we cannot just take God's word casually and expect it to work for us. We have to be advancing depth in the spirit for the advancement of this season. So this lesson 
aims to remind us and to refuel us with the passion behind embracing the grace of being a revelator. I told you in history, in history past, folk had a challenge with the concept of people hearing God for themselves. The fight for it. As a matter of fact, there are certain organizations that don't believe in people's ability to hear God. That the only way they can hear God is through the scriptures, and those scriptures were preserved years ago. We don't have really access by the Holy Spirit. We really, um, there are some prophets in the world that are a little more impassioned, and they have special insights through prayer. But, but everybody doesn't have access. My friends, I come to bring a different message to you. I came, to, I came to bring the same message that God brought to the men and women that, that, have, uh, that have existed through the scriptures that we see as eyewitnesses. We have tasted, we have handled, and we have uh, observed the good word of God, and that word has transformed us. That word has transfigured us. So, so, so those, those eyewitnesses are what we are, what should be. The Bible, the beauty of the word is that it never ends. It keeps expanding. He, and what he cannot convey with words that are scribed on ink in times past, he can scribe on our hearts. For we are his letter written and known by everyone. That's what the scripture says. We are living epistles. And he challenges us and says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask. Whatever you will. Here's the insights which we learned through through the process of this study. That first of all, the secret things, there are secret things. They belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which he has revealed unto us and to our children forever, that they may do all the words of the law. Here is what we understand. Revelation is the is the regulation for generations. Did y'all hear me? Revelation is the regulations for generations. What did he say? I got some secret things, but the things which I reveal belong to you and your children so they can live according to God's intent or God's order, God's way. What is it? Revelation becomes regulation to generation. We are supposed to exist as a generation that has been revealed more of God than the previous generation. Every generation is supposed to unfold a, a, a new insight, a new aspect, a new agenda behind God's pulse and God's nature. As we observe history past and as we um, experience history present, we then set a pace for history's future by insight that have been woven within our hearts within that awaken us to know God more intimately so that we can serve him more faithfully. It is, it is those awakenings that causes us to, to, to train, transform our perspective to truth, to train our sensitivities to be submitted to the will of God, and to translate our intent to his intents through the scriptures becoming alive in us. In him we move, live, and have our being. John 6, 63 says that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. 
Let's go to that passage right quick and just, just kind of empower what I just said because I want you to hear the latter part and the latter clause of that verse, which most people don't. But he says, listen, in John six sixty three, glory to God. I always sense the anointing on it. It says, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The spirit brings it to lie, alive. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. And it would be a shame for you to confess Jesus as Lord and not experience the life and the spirit that comes forth through his words. That's what he was saying when when he was talking to his disciples at Gethsemane, when he was praying and sweating with blood, could you not pray for one hour? Could you not hang in there? Could you not could you not stand in the midst of of, of what I have what I have what I'm going ready to prepare for you? Do you understand? Why aren't you getting this? How long do I put up with it wasn't because it wasn't because they uh, uh, they didn't have the capability of staying awake because he wouldn't if they if he knew that they couldn't stay up he he would not have reprimanded them because they're flesh you get what I'm saying but he knew they had the capability of being awake but they chose to sleep and miss the experience. And then sometimes people try to religiousize the experience. You remember the time that he went on the Mount of Transfiguration and transfigured himself before, and they begin to see other things that were a part of the situation, and they wanted to make temples. And they went to the familiar Hebraic historical things, and they missed out on God speaking to them today. They were so sensationalized by the the feelings and the emotions that they lost the experience because they tried to deitize what they saw versus getting what he said. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So in the scripture in our Foundation New Testament passage, it says, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Man's wisdom is limited. But in demonstration of the spirit and power. Now here's the here's another clause that it introduced that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak a wisdom among them that are mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the presence of this world that comes not. But we speak a wisdom of God in a mystery. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which He hath revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law, the order of God, right? See, it's even hidden wisdom, verse, verse 7 in Second Corinthians chapter 2, but it is the, even in the hidden wisdom which God hath ordained before. That means he has established this before the world unto our glory. Do you hear what this scripture is saying? That, that listen. The, the, and we, it, is going to, it is going to reveal how it's opened up But he is saying, look The, the word of God proclaimed to the men of God Romans ten seventeen says Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God It goes on to say that how can they hear without a preacher 
How can he preach unless he be sent? Thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have men and women of God that are sent and not went. But the, the, the way they preach and the way you qualify a preacher is by two things, and it's revealed in this scripture right here. Not by enticing words of man's wisdom, so we're not looking for them just to give an approach to knowledge or an application of knowledge, just instructions, but we're looking for demonstration of God's spirit and power. So you can't fake power and you can't fake spirit. You can fake wisdom. Anybody can read a good book and re-quote it and it sound good. But it takes someone that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit to proclaim and cause a demonstration of the Spirit of God and power. And it is the demonstration of spirit and power that, that causes your, your spirit to bear witness with their spirit that they're speaking thus saith the Lord. And when that takes place, faith and power is affirmed. And that's what the church is being robbed from. We're entertaining people so much that they are not getting that faith that is necessary to transform their lives and transfigure this world. We're looking for people to entertain us and have itching ears, heaping on doctrines of devils and all types of teachings that nullify the nature and the power of the transfiguring for, um, authority of the Lord Jesus. And we're, we're, we're saying everything else but Jesus and him crucified, him rose from the dead with all power in his hand to change your life from the nature of sin to the nature of God. We are doing everything but what God has called us to do. And God has things which are hidden, not by the wisdom of this world, but by the spirit of God, which contains the order of God. Hallelujah. I'm sorry I went to preaching which none of the princes of this world knew. Verse 8, for if they had known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. They would have kept him alive. But as it is written, <laughs> where is it contained? In the word. The revelator now is not just something that we appreciate in the historical uh, New Testament with the, with the, on the Isle of Patmos where John learned and discovered very great seven things, seven seals, seven lights, seven candles, seven churches. Yeah, we saw all the sevens in a few hours of, of being in the spirit. No, that was not just a, a right to us to give us a doomsday or to make us aware of things that we're still looking to be fulfilled. It was to stir within us that that same power that was in Christ Jesus manifested himself over 70 years after the church was established and the apostles had been crucified and martyred and the church still exists in power and authority that the apostolic age might have changed, but God had men that were still being full of the spirit, full of the power, seeing things which is to come. God was showing us a pattern that if we get caught up in the spirit, we will experience the very same effect. And that's the glory of the revelator. The scripture never ends. The scripture never ends. It never ends. So we awaken the power of revelation knowledge just to gain the knowledge of God. Because we are the people of God. And Revelation deals with how God is revealed himself to humanity, but it also reveals how we connect to God and express his intent on earth. 
We learn that we revelation knowledge is awakened by faith in the word of God, Romans 1, 16 and 20. We learn that revelation is added to our hearts by the spirit of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, which we just read. But we also learn that revelation is a source of divine light and life for the people of God, John chapter 1. We challenged ourselves to be credible, have a credible prayer life, to be consistent in the systematic study of the Word of God, to be uh, to be a church, um, to to regularly attend church, church attendance regularly, for the corporate anointing effect. So some things you can't get on your own, and coaching from spiritual leadership and authority, but ultimately, which transferred into our next lesson. Uh, uh, which was developing the understanding of the word of God, we, we, we learned that we must embrace correction from the Holy Spirit because our relationship with the Holy Spirit is the most vital thing that we can achieve. The Holy Spirit gives us competence through his role in our lives. He gives us conviction so that we can repent and change the way we think. He, he teaches us how to have characteristics um, that only the Spirit can um, the Spirit can exist, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5. And then he clarifies the standards of faith by distinguishing faith from foolishness. But then ultimately he gives us the nature of Christ so that we can reflect that same nature in our life practically, in our life professionally, in our life prophetically, in our life socially. Everywhere we go, our path becomes enlightened, enlightened to Christ. It is the Holy Spirit that expresses the encounter with wall truth, the enlightenment of the mind, experiences for the supernatural, exits from worldly ambition. It is the Holy Spirit that we embrace that gives us the understanding of God's sovereign authority and God's sovereign support so that we can be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And what the enemy wants to do is keep you out of being sensitive to the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. Spirit by telling you you cannot hear from God, that you cannot do what God wants you to do, that you cannot be what God wants you to be. But the devil is a liar. See, strained relationships with the Holy Spirit causes that uh, self-identity to be attacked from from people from off your path of predestination, and you become succumb to what um to what other people think and what other people do. You become socially defective because you compromise continually before other people, and then all of this is as a result of you just not knowing the scriptures, having scriptural misinterpretation, and no foundation. But see, listen, all of that can be solved. All of that can be solved when you allow God's spirit to restructure you. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He and humble yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I sense the anointing all over this because God wants us to develop an intimacy with the Holy Spirit that transforms our perspective to truth, that trains our senses and our sensitivity to submit to the will of God and translate and translate his intent. But we got to seek first, search the scripture, and sanctify God in our heart. We got to constantly have a credible prayer life. Now, I understand that the walk of the Spirit is established by God. 
God seeketh those who worship him in spirit and in truth. It's supernatural. The natural man receiveth not the things of God, neither does he know them because they're spiritually discerned. And the Bible says God is all holy God that can't look on sin. So the walk of the spirit opposes the nature of sin. The walk of the spirit produces the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5. The walk of the spirit is, is empowering us to be led by the Holy Spirit because it's all for God's glory. Now, why don't people embrace this? Why don't folk embrace the grace of the revelator? Two reasons. Number one, because of what it requires. Because of what it requires. And I was I was often, as a young person, when I got encountered with the word of God, the word of God totally it, um, it, it, uh, awoke, awoke me to, 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 um, to great things. Hallelujah. It just kind of sparked something in my life. And, and, and I'm telling you, I, I try to describe to people the power of the word. I try to convey to people how the word makes a difference. But it seems like I'm almost inadequate sometimes because of what it requires. See, see, I know and I knew from a young age, and I'm now 30 years in preaching. I'm now now 30-something years, 30-plus 30 years, almost 34 years in in salvation. So I know now, like more than ever, that the word of God places a demand on you when you really become a revelator. Can God take you away for a couple of hours? I mean, look, the, the whole book of Revelation was written, and I wanted to conclude with this. I'm going to do some teaching in the book of Revelation in another uh, a, a series coming up, um, and I'm, I'm excited about it. But I, I just wanted you to think about something. John had one experience in the spirit. He was caught up on the Lord's day for a couple of hours, and he had th- uh, uh, 21 chapters of information about the future, and we're still referencing it to, for things to come to pass. One encounter with God, and God had reminded me and challenged me when, when, and what I do all the time because I have to go on behalf of God. That's my life. But what he challenged me to do was to challenge you to show you that this is the, this is the end of the age message. God is speaking by his spirit. This is the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. This is where the Holy Spirit reveals and transforms our thinking. And, and, and technology has no, has, cannot compete with the advancements that come through the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, technology submits to the intelligence of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the intelligence of God. We have reduced the, 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 the quality of accuracy and, and um advancement that comes through association with the Holy Spirit. And God wants to change that this very hour. Receive the grace to be the revelator. Hallelujah. I think someone by the Holy Ghost caught it in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So it's it's because of what it requires. See, when, when we talk about the revelator, the revelator requires seeking, sacrifice, study, skill, and sensitivity. And all of those have to be heightened and very accurate and very sensitive. And the only way you can do it is by developing a devotional life and prayer and fasting so that you can be attentive and attuned and act and alert to the heartbeat and the pulse of God's progressive and advancing 
but also not only because of what it requires, but because of what it represents. Do you have the confidence to stand in this generation, in this time where every every opportunity for you to discredit your credibility of faith? Do you have the guts and the and the gusto and the and the determination to say, for God I live and for God I die? And I have the ability to hear from God. I house in me the spirit of the living God. See, we have such a self-narcissistic society that we try to take credit for things that God can only do. And not only that, even then, it still doesn't impede the low self-esteem that many people have. Because when you tell them to say with confidence that I house the spirit of God, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I can do all things through Christ, they themselves look within and, and, and even though they may articulate it sarcastically with you, they don't believe that the words that God speaks to them are spirit and they are life. Because if they did, their reality would be transformed by the word. And that's what the scripture introduced us to, which awakens us to this lesson today in my conclusive times, which I give the last few comments of this lesson. See, we are awakening a word-ruled reality. Revelations and being a revelator is, is letting you know that what God wants you to speak, what, what God speaks, he wants you to see before your very eyes. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he can do it, and he'll do it in this lifetime. Jesus said, if you walk with me and you do what I do, before this generation passes, you will see things fulfilled in your life. That's the type of God we serve. Jesus said, there has not been anyone who has sacrificed for me, who has set the part things for me that have not received the blessings of God in this lifetime. Do you get what I'm saying? He put it before us that if, if you're going to walk with God, if you're going to have faith, you're going to have proof because faith without proof is fake. Faith without works is dead. Our studying, our seeking, our developing skill and sensitivity our, our, of, of what it represents and what it requires, when we begin to sanctify God in our heart and set Set a pace for him to have room We see this scripture come to pass Hebrews 11.3 Through faith we understand that the worlds Were framed by the word of God So that the things which were seen Were not made by things which do appear And it goes on to say By faith um, By faith Abel Offered a, sacri- a more excellent sacrifice Than Cain By which he obtained a witness That he was righteous and God testifying his gifts and by it he being dead speaketh, even with, you know what that says? The power of the word of God goes beyond your life. It creates worlds. The Bible says we, we, we enter into this world knowing the creativity of God. It says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was our form of God it, form of void, and God, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, and it was good. That is the, that is the model in which every word which God speaks comes to pass. He makes all his words good. 
So the revelator is uh, is is an acknowledgement for living in the supernatural because we are sensitive to the voice of God. We are secrets, seekers of the priorities of God, and we are steadfast in the standards of God because it is the word of God. First Corinthians chapter two verse fourteen. Number two, the revelator awakens the the power and the potential of the word. We give a voice of an authority to our spirit because we live in conjunction with the word. We gain access to unlock insights of divine advantages because we lean not to our own understanding, but we always acknowledge the word. And we grow authentically with the word of God because we know that if we abide in him and his word abides in us, we can experience and encounter things that the world has not known. Thirdly, we know that the word, the revelator advances our potential through the reality of a demand, placing demands on proof. For the word demands proof of a consistent walk. The word demands proof of a consistent character that obeys the voice of God through the word of God. And the word of God places a demand on credible signs and wonders because God doesn't need anyone faking for him. He needs people that are led by the Spirit, that hear, that have a, faith, a, a space for faith, that hear the voice of God, that habitually devote to him, that have a heart that are open to peace and power. But they also help others to receive that same power that raised Jesus from the dead that dwells within them so they can, too, experience the quality of life that God has ordained for them. Amen. And amen. And amen again. Father, help us today. Learn this. Know this. Be this. Awaken a world that is so full of your word that our very lives know nothing else but your performing will that is at work within us. Let your word be so evident in us that we we so grow to the next level in life that we can't do nothing but stand in awe of you and worship you even deeper. We love you, Lord, because you not only made us observers of what has happened, you brought us in the very scheme of time to, to see you at work with hands-on experience in our lives and in the lives of others that we affect. We receive the grace of the revelator today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Know that the Lord is working on your behalf and things are getting better. Greater is he that's within you than he that is within the world.